Hello, and welcome to our episode of Seent. My name is Alex, and my favorite thing to eat at the movies is ass. <laughs> Yes. Good for you. Was that a good one? Whatever, whatever floats your boat, baby. Let me focus. Welcome to Saint. I'm Alex. And I'm Matt. And uh, we have a good one, I think. A movie that we liked, maybe? Yeah, yeah. What, what, did we, what, what did we talk about this week? We saw the new Guillermo del Toro movie, Nightmare Alley. Um, in theaters. Hell yeah. Do you want to talk about that experience? Because it was a very special experience. It was. If I do say so myself. So I got surprised for my birthday uh, with a rented out movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I highly recommend watching any movie that way. It's good movie, bad movie, decent movie. It was really fun. It was us and a couple of our friends. And we had the whole theater to ourselves and we were just like talking the whole time, which was like, in like, in theory, you're like, oh, I don't really want to talk during a movie, but it was fun to like, you know, bounce ideas off of each other and stuff like that. And like, I was like climbing the seats and just like running up and down you the aisle. You know what my favorite uh, theater snack is? Sneaking in Girl Scout cookies. Oh yeah. A good Thin Mint. Matt is. brought in Girl Scout cookies. It's that, t- tis the season. Yeah. If you will. It was a good time. So that's how we saw Nightmare Alley. We got to see it in a private theater, um, which was really great. And I think like, I was excited for this movie when it first came out because I've, I love Guillermo del Toro. Like. I know. I'm a big del Toro fan. I love Pan's Labyrinth. I think is one of the best movies. Yeah. Ever. That I've ever seen. And the thing that's really hard is, like, Shape of Water was not my cup of tea, which won Best Picture the year it came out. Look, so Shape Shape of Water, I look at Shape of Water and I go, it's not my favorite. It's good. It wasn't Best Picture worthy. Yeah. But I'm also stoked that it won because it's, like, one of the first, um, like, sci-fi movies that win best picture yes yeah and i and i think del toro too gets a rap for having like horror films but i don't necessarily agree that like pan's labyrinth is a horror film it is oh i mean i guess so but it has horror elements it's more of a i think it's more of a sci-fi fantasy like a dark It's more of a fantasy like a dark fantasy so that's the way that i perceive his his films and nightmare alley was dark and fantastical to a degree, but it wasn't the most fantastical thing. Like, it didn't have fantastical elements. Like, there wasn't a fish with a penis. And there wasn't, like, a, he... a guy with the eyes and eyeballs in his palms of his hands. There wasn't really, like, a monster monster in this one. Um, so, it, like, the fantasy aspect of it was, like, lower. But it was still, I really, really enjoyed. I liked this one because it was very... I, I hate I hate it, but I love it for this. Uh, it's noir, and yeah. I don't think Del Toro. I I can't think of a Del Toro movie where he did noir, because when I think of Del Toro, I think Hellboy. Right. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. So like this 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 movie is definitely a noir film, through and through. Yeah, I I really liked it. I thought it was really interesting and I thought I I wasn't sure what it was about like because I hadn't seen any previews so with the theater rental I was the one that set it up and like the options for the theater rental were like the new Scream which I was like I haven't seen any of the Screams Spider-Man which like great but then it would be like our third time 
and then like two other like not heart a bad, not a bad movie to see no though. I know but and then two other like heartfelt movies that like my mom would like and I was like mm, and or Nightmare Alley and so I was like okay so let's watch Nightmare Alley um so I didn't know anything about it going did you know anything I just the only thing I knew was my mom was like oh it's a noir film yeah and I knew there was it was set like in a circus or a carnival I, but that I, was it. Yeah, I, I got that vibe from like, uh, like a the posters. A poster, yeah. Yeah, New York. Um, I didn't even realize Bradley Cooper was in it. I thought it was like yeah, and he's like the main character. Yeah, you know, I, and uh, I'm blinking on his name, Green Goblin. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, the cast is wild. So it's Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, Kate Blanchett. Um. So I thought Willem Dafoe the was chick like the from uh, Hereditary. Yeah, I I didn't know Bradley Cooper was the main character. I thought Willem Tony Dafoe, Collette. Sorry, yeah, I thought Willem Dafoe was the main character. Yeah, going I into know. it because like he was doing all the press for it. True. Um, and the, what press I saw was literally on the Tonight Show. So when, when he yeah. got asked every time he got asked about Spider Man, he was like, "I'm also in Nightmare Alley." Everyone's like, "No, no, 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 Spider Man." Yeah, yeah. tell me about Spider Man. Yeah, no, it's um, it was I really liked it. The should I give like a little premise? Yeah. Okay. What's the movie about? It's about this uh, this guy who kind of I don't even know how to like really Bradley, describe Bradley it. Cooper. Bradley Cooper is the main character. Bradley Cooper plays a guy. He plays a man who like <laughs> ends up joining this this carnival, and um, for reasons like un- unbeknownst to us at the beginning of the movie, he's like you know traveling, stumbles upon this carnival. Willem Dafoe finds him, takes him under his wing, and he joins the carnival, and he becomes, like, close with this woman who does, like, a psychic show. He gets a crush on this girl that does, like, the electric girl show. And they kind of... Yeah, yeah, the electric chair show. And they, like, give you, like, little insights about, like, how they set up the the tricks and, like, the... Because it's all fake. Um, And then he ends up getting in a relationship with the electric chair girl and then there's a time jump to like a year later and he steals the this guy's um act and becomes like a mentalist and gets like super famous is doing two shows a night you know super rich but him and the girl like aren't happy and he ends up like just flying a little too close to the sun and everything comes crashing down for him at the end um so you see his fall to grace and it's like terrible uh, and also, like, so exciting and, like, totally fitting for him because he becomes a total asshole. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, like, that's the premise of the movie. It's really interesting to see, like, how he starts in the movie and where he ends up near the end and, like, that full, complete circle, um, which I, I thought was interesting. And I didn't think I was going to like Bradley Cooper in this role because I think he's such, like, a... You were saying this. Hangover. I He's the hangover. Like, you know, that's the movie that I always, like place him in or like the limitless the one where he like takes the pill oh it's such a good movie i know and he like gets access to all of his brain power or whatever the hell rocket raccoon yeah or he's rocket you know like he's not like this like grungy grimy piece of shit character and so i the whole time i was like i don't know if like bradley cooper's the right guy but like near the end he i'm surprised i didn't actually don't know if he has any like oscar noms but like he, I thought he had such a great performance, so. Yeah, I did too. I, I like it when actors that are kind of trapped in their bubble. Of yeah. Like this is the realm in which I 
act. They break out of that and they do something interesting. And it's uh, good. And it's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, we saw trailers for the new Batman movie. Oh my god, and I can't looks, wait for Robert Pattinson. Awesome. And he's a perfect example of like Robert Pattinson. Uh, even in um that when he was in that Tom Holland movie, there's a Tom Holland Robert Pattinson. He plays a preacher. Devil all the time. Oh, yeah. That was a good you one, too. Like, he, that one was gross. And everyone Ugh. goes, oh, like, it's Twilight's Robert Pattinson. And you're like, no, 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 Robert Pattinson. Like, I like it when actors try to distance themselves from what they're known for. Yeah, same. Like, I'm right now I'm seeing a lot of Daniel. There's this movie with, with Daniel Radcliffe is, like, the bad guy. He's, like, a multi-billionaire, like... Oh my god, for that crazy movie you sent me. And he plays like a bad guy in it. And I'm like, okay, okay, Daniel. Like, he's not Harry Potter no more. Especially now that like, (laughs) I also... movie is batshit crazy. I can't remember what it's called. It's like with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum and like, wild. Look it up. It seems really funny. Um, Anyway, back to Bradley Cooper. I thought he did such a wonderful performance i also thought tony collette did a great job all the performances were yeah rooney mara plays the electric chair girl Mm -hmm. um she's lovely um which is interesting because i feel like rooney mara in a lot of things that she does like doesn't have a big presence yeah um but in the end like that character really found her voice when she was sticking up for herself um ron perlman plays Ron perlman ron perlman plays her guardian because he's the strong man. Yeah, he, he's the strong man. But yeah, and, and I think too, like the storytelling, like Del Toro is, you know, oh, he so at storytelling and, and does an amazing job with foreshadowing. And like, there's a whole scene with Willem Dafoe talking about how um, you get like a geek and a geek is like, in this time is like, or Carney talk is kind of like the, I don't even know how to really describe it. Like, it's called geeking when you, like, bite the chicken's head off. And it's, like, the name is of it the... Ac- is that an actual yes. carnival thing? Yeah. Okay. It's called a, yeah, it's called a geek. Okay. It's, like a, it's, like, a true thing. That's where the term geek originated. Great. Yeah. Fun fact. Term, huh. term geeking or being a geek originated from old carnivals. And, like, what it was called was geeking was when somebody went crazy and they would like give him a chicken and he would bite the head of the chicken off. And like, Mm. that was the geek. That was like the geeks thing. It was basically trying to see like this, like feral human do feral stuff. And so that's kind of the monster of the movie. Yeah. The the geek (laughs) is the monster. monster. Yeah. And it's not the same one throughout the movie. And it's not like, you know, the geek goes around like killing anybody or anything, but like, Willem Dafoe is giving this whole speech about how you get a geek to become a geek because it always starts off as like a as a person like they're people everyone in the carnival is a person and how you like try to find somebody who's like addicted to drugs or who's an alcoholic and you like there was someone that would do anything for money anything either for money or just to get a little bit of that fix again because maybe they need a little bit of something something to hold them over or maybe they're going through withdrawal or whatever and so you like push them and you're like, you know, it's just a temporary thing. It's just a temporary thing. It's not a big deal. Um, but I like, if you're willing to do this job, you know, and just until we find a real geek. Um, and then you keep them forever, basically. And it's, yeah, it's you terrible. You hook them on opium, I think. They, yeah. Like, yeah, you, like, you hook them on drugs. Yeah. Um, and then that comes back at the end when Bradley Cooper's had his fall from grace and he's meeting with the other he's like trying to get into the carnival game again and he's like i'm sorry i look so bad dad like bad and i'm down on my luck and stir and the different carnival head of the carnival was like uh no like i don't really want to do your mentalist act but like i have like a job for you 
it's just a temporary job, you know, nothing serious until we find a new geek. And you're like, oh my God, like, yeah, this, the, he was the monster the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And in, like, I, I always, when I think of a Del Toro movie too, I always like the monster, you have to look at the monster fingers because uh-huh. if Tarantino has a foot fetish, like Del, Del Toro does things with fingers. Yeah. You were saying, you were um, explaining that to me the other day. Yeah. So, I mean, just you watch any del toro movie and it's always fingers yum the dude the monster from hans labyrinth with the eyes in the hands yeah long fingers terrifying mama's fingers it's just creepy oh yeah mama love that um, movie you know hellboy hellboy's hellboy the fish dude i've never seen oh uh, okay okay um and then shape of water you obviously yeah the fish, fish fingers the fish fingers Gross. you know um so you know so in this movie you start the foresha- the the symbolism of turning into a geek emphasize it is emphasized in the fingers because that's the movie's monster. That's why I was calling it the movie's monster. Yeah, because no, yeah. There's a shot of like Bradley Cooper like sitting by a fire when he is down on his luck and his hands are gnar- gnarled and like yeah, overgrown the, near and the end of the kind movie. of monsterish. Yeah. Um and I'm like, oh, okay, there it is. I think the one thing I really appreciated about this movie is <laughs> it is a film school's dream. Yeah. Of like what a noir movie is. Um, what, what's her name? Uh, not Tony Collette. The other woman. The, Kate Blanchett. The femme fatale. Yeah, Kate Blanchett's she, character. She plays. She plays the femme fatale character. Which I feel like she always plays a femme fatale, and it's, I would love to see her do something besides that. But anyway. What else has she been one? I, I feel like in Don't Look Up, she was kind of the femme fatale. I guess. I, I don't know. And I don't know. She always plays like the sly, like beautiful blonde, I know more than you, like character. Yeah. Um. So. In the, in the aspects of this one, I would say it's more leaned into. Because yeah. the trope in all noir mo- movies is that the femme fatale is like just an older woman that basically seduces the main character yeah. to do something. Which is kind of what happened. And also, like, so that whole plot line was wild. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a... Everything in this movie is noir to a T. And so if you've ever... And I, I hate noir movies. Yeah, because they're I, slow. They're so slow. And dramatic. Um, and classic... Uh, classic noir... Uh, is Citizen Kane, and there's a famous sh- uh, shot in this movie called where the crow, a crow like just lets out this loud noise yeah. at the end of the second act to signify the start of the third act because the writer director was like everyone fell asleep, and that exact thing happens in this movie, and uh, that's true I yeah. forgot about that not not a crow but there's like these two characters that just shoot them like. It's like a double suicide or something. It's like a homicide suicide. This wife goes crazy and yeah. shoots her husband and kills herself. She doesn't herself. even go crazy. It's that like his whole mentalist thing is like fall from grace was that he is like pretending that he can speak to spirits and he's using Which mentalism. Is wild. Yeah. yeah. And he's using mentalism to like, you know, come up with everything on the spot. And so he talks to this couple and he's like, Oh, I see your son and he's here now and he's 
he says it's okay and he's so excited to join you and then like the next time you see this couple she's like hey do you remember what like the nice mentalist guy said and the husband's like yeah and then she like shoots him and then shoots herself um but you're right that it was that was like the like signifier of like oh okay like we're moving on now to like yeah. scarier this more is, darker things this is the we're go- moving into the climax of the movie yeah um yeah great great homage to citizen kane citizen kane not a good movie i'll say I still that still haven't oh. seen it we have to at some point i know and i'm not happy sorry yeah <laughs> but I know. yeah i know i i hate about 90 percent of noir movies and this is like one of two that i like yeah i will say it is slow and in the, the dialogue in, yeah. is slow especially in the beginning and it really only picks oh, up i, I think say i was gonna say i'm so sorry i don't mean to cut you off go you I was going to say, I feel like in the beginning when you're, everything's just kind of established, like being established, that takes a long time of like who he is and who everyone else is and what he's trying to do and the relationships between everyone, like that takes a minute. And then it also is slow too in the second act when he is the mentalist and like the mentalist, freaking great show. Um, when he is like doing his like act then and like it is slow. And then when he meets Kate Blanchett's character, that is really slow. It really doesn't pick up until after he starts doing the like, I can talk the ghost thing. And so I, that, that was the part that I that I had a hard time with is that it was slow. And that's why I was like running up and down because I was like, I'm going to fall asleep. If I oh, man, I really liked. I really liked the beginning when he's like at the carnival trying and like. The whole stuff with like, oh, who did he, how did he get to this place? Because in the very, the opening shot of this movie is him burning a body in the house to the ground. And so, um, another good noir thing is a, you know, flat time, messes with time and flashing forward. Well, and then it goes back and you figure um, out who that is. I really, I really like the first act because it's him literally figuring out how carnival tricks are, work. And so it's kind of seeing the behind the scenes on like all aspects of carnival and carny culture yeah, and everything. I thought I that was fun. Yeah. Um, I thought it slowed down. For me, it slowed down in the second act when he goes off to try and be. Uh, yeah, an uh, amazing, whatever. An amazing mentalist. Yeah, mentalist, yeah. That one, that's when it, for me it started slowing down. Um, I know that's not a good sell for a movie that we like. <laughs> but I mean, like, but not every. It's, it's never, really slow. Not every movie is like perfect, but it is slow. I think that was a part that felt hard for me, and then another part that felt hard was the plot point with Kate Blanchett's character because she plays a therapist, and she they meet because she's like at his show, and she figures out the trick to the show. She figures out like how they're doing the tricks. And then he basically goes up to her and just roasts the crap out of her. And he's like, well, like, she's like, what do I have in my hand? And he's like, it's a, or like in my purse. And he's like, you have a handgun in there. And then he's like, also your mom never loved you. And then (laughs) she like starts to cry. And then she like devises this whole plan to get back at him and like take his money and all of the stuff you find out at at the end, near the end of the movie. And you're like, why? And she's like, why? Why would you do this? And she's like, cause you embarrassed me. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was so funny because it's such a convoluted Femme fatales plan. are petty. They're petty. And she's like, because you made me cry that one time. And I thought that was like very dumb. I thought that part was really dumb. 
And I my other plot hole that I that I struggle with too is that like the body he's burying at the beginning, you find out that it's his dad. And he, like, basically tried to, he, his dad is, like, sick and he's living in this, like, decrepit house. And then he's, like, I, I always hated you. And he, like, lets the dad, like, freeze to death or something. Yeah, he know. opens the window in the middle of winter. Yeah, and the dad, like, freezes to death and then he buries the body. And I'm, like, what does that have to do with anything? I think it, I don't. Oh, it's meant to show that he's, like. He's a bad person, he's right? He's not a good guy. Yeah. Okay. He's not a good guy. He's, like, because you're not sure. And then he, you think it's, like. He's he, made, oh, he's he, just been corrupted. He's been corrupted okay. by power because he was kind of cool with like the carnies and everything. But even Ron Perlman, in the very the entire time was like, "You're not a good person. Yeah. I can tell you're not a good person. Don't mess with." Uh, I don't even remember her name. I was electric, electric chair girl. I almost said electric girl. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I it was meant to signify that he's he's just a ruthless, not a good guy okay that makes more sense because yeah you do think that he's like a decent human and then you're like oh no maybe he's just been corrupted by the fame and the money but no he's no, always he's, been like he's always been a monster a bad, he's always been irredeemable yeah, yeah a bad guy Ugh. I, I really liked it yeah lighting in this movie is amazing the costumes are beautiful Costume the set is design is yeah. gorgeous the set design's so the music's pretty good they also do some fun noir like uh, there's some fun times where he like transitions to the next scene and it does like a fade out and like a fade in. Mm-hmm. It's only like twice, which is perfect. It's so funny because it's... it's only two times, like near the beginning of the movie. And honestly, actually, you know what it is? I think he does the fade in and out to signify the end of Act One and Act Two. Probably. I'm trying to not, yeah. now that I'm remembering. I think it fades out from the carnival and he's at they're at the the hotel. And then the next time it fades out and then it fades in and like the woman shoots herself. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, uh, this movie is a amazing love letter to a genre that I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't like this genre. It has like the most weirdest all-star cast you've ever seen in your entire life. There's also like Tony Collette's love interest is like some guy, I don't know the actor's name, but oh, he's good the guy everything. from The Expanse. That says a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he's... I think he's a, he's a big name. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up right now. He's, like, got a really great accent. It's David Strawn, Strawnheim. No, wait, that's... Stratharn. Stratharn. Whoa. David Stratharn. He's great. He is great. He's great in everything. He's from San Francisco? He does not sound like he's from San Francisco. You can sound like that and not be from the UK. Yo. No. He sounds like... Whoa, this dude's mixed as heck. English, Scottish, Irish, Portuguese, Hawaiian, and 116th Chinese. Thanks, IMDb. Do you think he classifies himself as a person of color? No. <laughs> Do you think he should? No. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Anyway, I I highly recommend you watch Nightmare Alley. I yeah, think it's, it's free on HBO right now. It is free on HBO. So you don't have to rent a, a private theater to watch it. You can watch it on HBO. Uh, actually, a lot cheaper than you think it would be. You rent a theater. Okay, you didn't pay for it. So <laughs> You told me the number. It's not that bad. I did. But yeah, no, it was a... Uh, I, I really, I really dug it. I dug it more than I thought. I do... I think it's better than Shape of Water. I don't think it's as good as Pan's mm. Labyrinth because... 
Pan, we're doing the comparison. I don't think it's as good as Pan's Labyrinth because that movie holds a special place in my heart. But I think it's better than Shape of Water purely for the plot. The everything okay. about Shape of Water is gorgeous. The plot bothered me. It's a hard. It's a hard comparison because it's a different genre. You know what I mean? Like it's easy to compare Nolan movies because it's all like the same. You mean like genre. a noir versus a love story? Noir versus a sci-fi romance. Ugh versus no a one fantasy she, horror she like stuck her hand in his gills dude like i can't <laughs> i was so uncomfortable it's, i i didn't mind shape of water i wouldn't watch it again and i probably would watch this one again yeah so same. and i do think nightmare alley is a fairly good contender for best picture whereas i feel like shape of water should not have won best picture at least not that year i can't remember what was against it but it was definitely like not that movie dunkirk yeah, way better movie. Yeah, way better. No, so. I, I guess Dunkirk isn't a classic Nolan movie. Now that I think about it. It's not. That is a very different one. That is a very different movie. Which was so good, Which though. Why I forget, you forget about Dunkirk. Yeah. No, uh, it is. Nightmare Alley is up for Best Picture. Yeah. And to segue, this is now our like second unofficial official watch of all the Best Picture noms. Um, for the Oscars this year. Yeah, we're not doing a bracket. We're not going to do a bracket, but we did find out the Oscar nominations were just released. Don't Look Up is on that list. Um, Nightmare Alley is on that list. And so we'll be giving you episodes over the next couple of weeks that have us reviewing all of the Best Picture uh, nominees. And then I guess at the end, we'll tell you like which one we think is going to win um, after we've seen all of them. So yeah, I will. Or, or even like just... When the winner is announced, we'll we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about, about what that. we think. Because and... again, we're not doing a bracket. Yeah. Um, but I am excited. I do think, out of everyone, I don't know if Nightmare Alley will win, but I did really like. it. I totally understand why it was nominated. Yeah, because it's gorgeous. Hollywood loves noir movies. Yeah. Do you want to go down the the list of, the list of them? What's up for Best Picture? Yeah, we can. So in future episodes, you can expect to hear us talk about Belfast. I don't know anything about Belfast. I don't know about CODA. I don't know. I know CODA stands for Child of Deaf Adults, so I think it's oh. going to be um, a movie about that. Oh, Sound of Metal 2.0. Yeah. Great. Uh, don't Look Up. Uh, Drive My Car, which that one is the only one I purely haven't heard anything about. Okay. Dune. Oh, I love Dune. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I, I don't know why Dune's on this list, because it's half of the story. It's just because it's Dune, pretty. Dune Part 2 so. <laughs> comes out, what, next year? Yeah. Then we have King Richard, which is such a misleading title because it's the Serena Williams and Venus Williams, like, dad movie with Will Smith. Um, is he up for best picture for that, too? I don't know if he is. I'm going to okay. look in a second. Okay, for sure. Uh, Licorice Pizza, which I really don't want to watch, but, like, whatever. I will. Um, I, I don't know. We'll watch it. I think for like, we'll try something with other episodes too, because I think you were telling me West Side Story is on that Yeah, list West too. Side Story is on it. And so I saw that one with my mom. So I think we'll do like a special episode with, we'll do a couple special yeah. episodes 
You can do one with your sister for Licorice yeah. Pizza because she liked it. I don't want to watch that movie. Anyway, and... Licorice Pizza, uh, Nightmare Alley, West Side Story. And then the last one is The Power of the Dog, which Matt and I started oh, watching. Oh, we tried watching Power and of the Dog. it's not good, so now we have to actually... Ugh, I'm kind of mad that we have to watch that I don't one. think we're going to do an episode on Power of a Dog. We might. We I think we should at least watch the whole movie and then we can decide. We only watched about 30 minutes of it and then we were like over that's it. That's the first act. Huh? I know. Homegirl, that's not like turning it on and turning it off. That's I like... Know. There are some good nominees for this, like, this year. Can I make a guess? Because we're kind of... Yeah. You're scrolling through the list right now, right? Yes. I want to make a guess for best animated movies. Okay. Okay. There. Do you want me to tell you how many there are? Uh, what? There's normally five or six. Right? Yeah, there's five. There's five? Okay. okay. All right. Um, this is... I haven't looked at the list. I don't know. Let me, let me just, I have, I've been, I've been mulling this over for months and I, I think I know, okay. I think I got them. Uh, Mitchell's versus the machines. Don't tell me if I'm right. Okay. Uh, Raya, uh, what's the, what's the full title of that movie? Raya and the Last Dragon? Yeah. Raya, yeah. Um, Luca and the Encanto and then. Netflix put out this movie called Vivo that also has Lin-Manuel Miranda in it. Dude, you're so close. Really? You only missed one. Which one? Uh, Vivo is not on there. Ah, okay. There's one called Flea. F-L-E-E. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Is it a Lin-Manuel Miranda movie? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But you're right. Yeah, it's Encanto, Flea, Luca, Mitchells vs. Machines, and Raya. Boom! That was really good. I'm just saying. I hope Luca wins, honestly. Okay, out of one. so Disney's literally just jerking itself off, right? Like it, yeah. it's three of three out of the five are Disney. What do you you think Luca should win? Uh, oh, because for I me, think... I, for me, it's a toss up between Luca and Encanto. Yeah, I think out of the those the top two, I I liked Luca better. I thought it was a better story, honestly, than Encanto. I thought it was a better story, and I. It made me cry. I it just was, I just really, that one really hit home for me. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was. I just thought it was a better movie. I, I think I'm like in the same boat too. Yeah. I really like Luca. I really like Encanto though. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. It's, I, that's great I, too. Well, I love the idea that it, uh, it's a story with like Hispanic main characters and it's not centered around Day of the Dead. Super fair. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, but like Luca's about Italians, which don't even exist. Don't so <laughs> <laughs> they want to be as free as little Italian boys. <laughs> Come on. Um, yeah. I think that's really funny. <laughs> thank you. I yeah. Just, sea monsters are real. But Italians, but Italians that's don't where, exist. That's where I draw yeah, the line. I know. At, uh, <laughs> realism i also want to talk about the actors in a leading role like best actor i'm so andrew garfield's on that list for tick tick boom i'm so mad tick tick boom's up not up for best i uh, know i upsetting. think it's in i wonder if it's in best musical i'll look in just a second but i do want to look at like he's up for best for best actor Benedict Cumberbatch and the Power of the Dog is too. And I'm like, based on the 30 minutes of that performance that, that I saw movie, so far, what the actual fuck were they thinking? That movie has to get better. 
Oh, it better. It has right? to get better. And then there's uh, Will Smith and King Richard, which we haven't seen yet. Um, oh. Javier Bardem and being the Ricardos, which I heard wasn't good. And then Denzel huh. Washington is in this Macbeth movie. Oh, he's in Macbeth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Macbeth came out in 2020. I thought that came out in January of this year. 2021, I guess. Yeah. Huh. And then for actresses in a leading role, um, The Lost Daughter, I've heard, is really good. So Olivia Colman's up for that. I was going to say, can we just give Olivia Colman And then Coleman Nicole everything? Kidman's up it for, for being the Ricardos as Lucy. And I honestly think the only reason that they're nominated is because they're playing Lucy and Ricky Ricardo. Yeah. I think that's literally the only reason why, because it's, they're just playing iconic yeah. characters. Yeah, it's that dynasty. But one of my favorite things is Kristen Stewart finally has her first Oscar nomination oh, for, for Spencer. Her. Which is a movie about Princess Diana. And Kirsten... Another one? Shut up. She was an icon. And Kirsten Dunst has her first Oscar nom, too, for, for Best dog. Supporting Actress for yeah. Power of the Stupid Dog. So... That movie has to get has better. It has to get better. It has to get better. If they have so many um, things. But let me see what the best... If they have Best Musical, because... Do you think... Wait, is the Bruno song up for Best Sound? <gasps> is that Encanto's thing um we don't talk about bruno it just says original song is the name of the it doesn't say what movie it says the name of or it doesn't say what song it just says the name of the movie so Encanto's up oh uh, okay but okay. i don't know what song and i don't i just see... want to know if my man lynn manuel is going to get an egot maybe at some point and this is a great do, op- they, do they do best musicals as a category because i don't see that on here no best musical is in a category oh so the only thing tick tick boom was nominated for was best actor that hurts my soul i know that movie was that was the best thing that came out last year without having to shoot well i like dune dune's pretty dune is gorgeous dune's only half the story but i do like dune um no i would say tick tick boom was one of the best movies that came out in 2021 yeah even even There's if you didn't lot, know the good things that came out i know i would say the majority of the good movies that came out were all animated yeah um i saw a thing that uh so spider-man no way home mm-hmm. is up for i heard it was up for um special effects or something i didn't see that on the, on this list I okay didn't see it, but i don't know I, I only know this because uh i saw a th- there's there was an article that came out and it was like kevin feige and kevin feige speaks out against like oscar discrimination of <laughs> no 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 hear me out of like uh uh specific genres oh for sure so it's like well when you look at Best Picture and you see Power of the Dog mm. on that list, and then you look at Spider-Man No Way Home, which was the highest grossing film of almost all time <laughs> that came out in a year yeah. when nothing was coming out. Well, okay, so that's an interesting you know, like, you know what perspective I mean? because I think that, like, well, Spider-Man Home was a great movie, I wouldn't put it in an art museum. Why? I, I think I, that I think, that's more for pure entertainment and less about the art of And so film. here, here's my counter to that. Because I would say that, like, you would say video games are art. To a certain degree, I sure. Would, but I don't think all video games should be put in a museum. No, I don't either. But I would, I would say, 
I, I disagree. Hold on. Now, I think video games are an art form. And so, like, if you designed something that brought someone joy, that is an art. And so, yeah. and, like, dumbing it down, like, Pong is literally two lines in a square. It is art. And that is yeah. technically art. I think it's hard because all awards are based off of, in, in theory, in, you know, the purest of form, it's supposed to be based off of opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I do think that, like, you're pro- it's probably biased in the sense of, like, yeah, like, people don't think that, like, Spider-Man is art. I think all film is art, and I think all, most media is art. I just have a hard time, I think. Spider-Man wasn't made to make me think. It was made to make me have a good time. And is that what you want out of, is that what you want out of a best picture? Something that makes you think? I don't know. And I think we talked about this last year. Like, what is a best picture worthy movie? And I still don't know. I don't know because you can't really go off of just like highest grossing, whatever, because that doesn't necessarily mean anything. That just means like what was the like what was the public willing to pay the most money for? That doesn't necessarily mean what was the best movie. Yeah, for me, it was always like what's defined as best picture is something that moves the needle for film as a whole. Yeah, and that is that to me is best picture. Um, what won last year? I'm kind of blanking. I don't listen to our podcast, so I couldn't. Um, Nomadland. Nomadland. Yeah, a perfect example, you know. But that being said, uh, you you have to look at like the special effects in. Well, there you go. That's why it's nominated for special effects. I was gonna say, like, you look at the special effects of Avengers. And you go, okay, well, that has to, <laughs> that has yeah. to mean something. You know what I mean? Like, we made a giant purple monster, uh, look extremely realistic. Um, yeah, I'm actually looking up like there are official rules for uh, best picture criteria. It has to be more than forty minutes long. Has to be exhibited theatrically on thirty five millimeter or seventy millimeter film. Must be open in a commercial theater for paid admission in L.A. County, specifically. Yeah. Between January 1st and December 31st and run for at least a week. Must be advertised in L.A. And then films that receive their first public exhibition or distribution in any manner other than a theatrical motion picture release are not eligible for any um, Academy Awards in any category. And then... The credits and stuff have to be submitted to the Academy by December 1st. So, like, those are, like, the official rules. And then, like, the unofficial stuff is that, like, a lot of times, like, animated films or foreign films or sequels or remakes aren't nominated. Although sequels have won, like The Godfather 2 and Lord of the Rings Return of the King. That's usually, that's, so this is why I was surprised Dune was on the list. Um, Yeah, which is very interesting. I was, I was like... Usually what happens with sequels is that they give it to the sequel as symbolism of a whole collective. Yeah. I don't give it to Godfather Part 1. I give it to Godfather Part 2 in reference to Godfather Part 1. Um, I don't give it to Return of the King 
I give it to Lord of the Rings as a trilogy. Um, right. And so seeing Dune on the list is really interesting. Cause because sci-fi like that doesn't... Sci-fi doesn't make that list. And the yeah. idea... I was going to say, but I think Villanueva like... I think they love Villanueva. Did Arrival win Best Picture the year it came out? Yeah, that movie is freaking amazing. That movie is pure art and sorrow. It is so good. Oh, I love Arrival. Yeah, it's the only movie movie post-2010 that my dad likes. (laughs) And I wonder if Dune was only, only nominated because it was pretty. Yeah, and nothing came out last year. Yeah, it was pretty. Nothing came out. And there's like a whole political aspect of it that I think is pretty relevant. Um, yeah. You know, and so I, I could see those are the reasons why, but it's not nominated because it is this sci-fi classic. It's nominated because it was gorgeous and Villanueva did it. Yeah. Yeah, I. it makes me wonder how hard Disney and Marvel had to fight to get Black Panther nominated for Best Picture when it when it came out yeah when it was i forgot that that was nominated for best picture was that the year shape of water one 2018 i think that was the year shape of water one 2019 really that year oh that year green book one in 2019 yeah that was the year green book one no not in 2019 that's what it says 2019 yeah, Black Panther. This was the year it was like the Black Reckoning. It was like Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite. This was the 2019... Green Book came out in 2018. So yeah, this was the 2019... Yeah, the I got year... it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. I remember in Green Book 1 and everyone was like, really? Yeah. I remember because I saw that movie and it wasn't that good. Yeah, I forgot. That's how the Oscars work. All the movies that came out in 2018 don't count for 2018. So they call it the 2019. Yeah. Which I'm like, ugh, that's dumb. Yeah. Because this is the 2022 was... Academy Awards yeah. for the movies that came out in 2021. 2019 was the best year for movies. True. It was. It was a good year. And then the world ended. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm interested to see how the Oscars go this year. I am very interested to see what will win Best Picture because out of the two that we've seen so far and discussed, I like one of them better than the other and i don't think it's best picture worthy i don't know i like and we both have seen dune and we'll do a whole another episode on it but i don't think that's gonna win either like i'm i'm really intrigued out of the three that we've seen or i guess out of the four that we've seen you've seen west side story i haven't seen the other i haven't seen it dune is the one out of those four right uh, out of those four dune is my favorite and that's only because uh there's so much pretty. love for sci-fi it's so pretty they they spend so much time it's like watching a sci-fi novel yeah and i f- love it yeah um i have a feeling the ones that we haven't seen if power of the dog wins i swear i will I'll, be so mad i'm so surprised we have to watch it yeah i think that might be it. the next episode because it's pretty accessible and i'm very intrigued because i'm like oh, it's nominated for a lot i know and it won a Golden Globe, too, I think. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. All right. right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Stay tuned. Hopefully <laughs> our next episode doesn't come out this long in between episodes. Yeah. Sorry, we've been on. Yeah, just... we tried doing one last week, and it just didn't, it wasn't good. Yeah, it didn't feel it good. It didn't feel right. This so. felt a lot better. This feels more like scene. Yeah. I missed <laughs> us. Uh, 
See you guys in a year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at SaintPod. You can listen to us on Spotify. Although I will say I hate Joe Rogan. So. Fuck Joe Rogan. Listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> we don't make any money off of this. I don't know if Spot a Guy. Spot a Guy? Spot a Guy. Spot a Guy. Spot a Guy might. Somebody from the White House called it Spot a Fly when they were talking about Joe Rogan. Just so funny. It's like, I love it when politicians say things wrong. But like with the candor of a. Yeah. With the confidence of a. Of not a politician. Of a politician, actually. Of a 21 year old. Yeah. 21 year old. Anyway, I know there's a lot happening with Spotify right now. Anyway, pay us. We're not not moving off of Spotify. No. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, bye. We'll see you guys next time.